a slow slopping like molasses leaking from the shoe of a homeless man, every fiber straining to keep closed eyes that are slowly wrinkling open like fruit left in the sun. It's not about knowing, it's about just being. Bing, bing, bing. Got a winner. But water hits the skin and falls to the porcelain floor and replaces a stained memory that has gone stale. Pebbled tootings of life. What an indecent and almost obnoxious offense to perpetrate against people who only ever just wanted to play skee-ball. And there isn't even sun yet. No, 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 not even sun. Just sludging through the darkness, the slow creeping molasses, gaining a little more speed because somehow it's been warmed by these things that have happened around it, but not inside it, not to it, not from it, not for it just in the same general vicinity. <laughs> a laugh for breakfast, that'll do. And already there are five versions of you, or six or seven, or maybe it's only two. Maybe there's only ever just the one left out there alone, coming back every once in a while with different behaviors, different faces, different expressions, but still... Just the same one alone. Flip, flap, flip, flap. Even once you get to the flippity flappity flippity flap, you wish you could have the tippity tappity tippity tap. You want those hooves, but instead you got flippy flaps and you gotta like trim them and clothe them and all this extra maintenance rather than just getting a trot along with some pep in your step. <laughs> Nelly. I don't think that I can just keep breastfeeding you balderdash any more than you probably want to nibble on my nipples. But maybe that wasn't all balderdash. Maybe that was built up for a reason, and maybe the reason was the momentum that it was supplying and how it was going to build up and explain this idea that was going to be presented that's kind of an abstract, kind of a difficult to understand sort of thing because it gives directionality to a certain cognitive ability and it requires a lot of imagination because it's interweaving ideas and energy and giving them this sort of interdimensional quality. And I can already hear people not listening, even though they're not listening yet. Yeah, I'm going to need you to repeat like everything you said for the last like Five minutes. I wasn't listening. Scratch that. Not not listening. Just not understanding. Like how we don't understand how bacteria are our gods and all of our behavior is just derived from very simple survival instinct on a cellular level. But, hey man, <laughs> that's the kind of week we're having. And I guess... That's setting the stage more than the balderdash. The universe spoke to me this week, and I'm not sure what its message was, as much as people clearly weren't sure of what my message was this week. Every time I tried to interact with somebody or communicate, it was just 
lacks of understanding or misunderstanding or taking things the wrong way. And it really makes me happy when that happens. It really makes me feel good about things as well as being just underwhelmingly ignored by myself and my own interests and everything piling up in a week where I didn't have good outlets and I wasn't engaging in anything more than just feeling bad about what was occurring around me. But this isn't my fucking pity hour confession emotional release thing. This is Tunana Shoe. And I told you guys last week that I wanted to spill the beans, and I still want to spill beans. Maybe we can spill some other kind of beans. Maybe I'll get an actual can of beans and spill it. You guys can see what that sounds like. But thinking about it all week, all the different things I wanted to share, it occurred to me that I, I don't think that we're quite there yet. And I also remember that several times before I said that I wasn't going to spill the beans. I said that I didn't want to have to breastfeed you guys and explain everything and just be like that. So, not that I'm making excuses. I I said something and maybe I'm not going to honor it. I accept that. I acknowledge that. I'm not trying to be dishonest about that or avoid that. So yeah, I fucked up. See how easy that is to admit? They say that if you give a man a fish, that you'll have given a man a fish. And that he can just have that fish. Or he can give somebody else that fish. Or he can eat the fish. And if he does, then he'll eat for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, it's probably going to be really hard and... You probably won't even know if you were actually the one that taught him how to fish or if something you did in front of him somehow led to him thinking about something and he taught himself how to fish. But that's why we have these expressions is because we need fishing. We don't need so much like the old school fishing anymore with like water and a rod now we fish with P. I mean the letter. I'm not R. Kelly. We're doing like the fishing, like, you know, for information, identity theft, and online stuff, right? See, this is what happens when I try to communicate this week. Ha 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 ha. Oh boy. And that reminds me of how I learned how to fish, actually. It was back on, oh geez, Old McDonald's farm. And a lot of people don't realize that was an actual farm. There were actually a lot of Old McDonald farms because, I mean, the Irish. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was on Old McDonald's farm and I taught myself how to fish. And somebody showed me how to fish. And I was like, dude, that's not even half as good as what I thought of on my own. Get the fuck out of here. But then I was thinking, okay, well, I mean, if that's a thing, and if this is how other people are developing how to fish, or like 
being taught how to fish or teaching other people how to fish, then my way is clearly way better. So I should be teaching people this fishing thing instead of just like giving people crabs. So I started teaching this old dude and he was pretty old then. I didn't realize who he was then. I found out later who this dude was. And I was also teaching a separate thing to a separate being of life. I was actually teaching a cricket about ethics. Ah, ah, you guys following me? Jiminy Cricket, that's right. I taught him ethics. I taught him fashion as well. And you can see how well my lessons stuck. So maybe you're figuring it out at this point now that... The old man was Geppetto. Yeah, Geppetto file, you sick old man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't teach him everything, though, okay? All the whittling little boy puppets with magic growing parts and worshipping stars and using crazy black magic to make these wishes come true so these parts grew and stuff. That was all Geppetto. He learned all that on his own. I don't do that, and I definitely do not teach that. But hey, I guess a good backstory can only take the sentimentality so far. Wait, wait, wait. The backstory stuff was about hate, wasn't it? Well, yeah, and the Geppetto stuff was from the first episode too, if anybody remembers that. But, I mean, have you guys even, like, thought about the name, anybody? More than that first episode? Or anything else I've said? Has any of this lasted for more than the little bit when you listened? Should I go on? Damn, my stool be hella squeaky this week. And no, that's not a weird butt thing. I actually sit on a stool when I record. And sometimes, for whatever reason, they just kind of have a squeak to them. So if you hear a squeakiness in the back, that's my stool. Although, I mean, it is pretty easy to draw the parallel between a squeaky stool and Richard Gere and gerbils. Right? I mean, somebody else had to have been thinking that, right? And bean spilling is yet to come. Stay tuned. Beans, 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 beans. All this beans talk got me thinking about two things. That ugly little kid from Even Stevens, Beans. I don't know why that was his name and why that kid was so ugly, but he was seriously the ugliest kid I'd ever seen in my life at that time. And I think the last time I looked him up, too, he didn't have that Hollywood transformation where he got kind of okay looking or just like normal looking or even got like attractive or something like he grew up to be an equally ugly man poor fella but it's also got me thinking and remembering of something else that i need to add to the menu talking about cooking so we've got the motion of mind we've got the bacteria gods we've got all facets of cooking we've got friend job We've got the Googleable generation. We've got a box of burnt matches. We've got why wife, why, why <laughs> wife? Yes, my wife. No, we've got why life is too long. 
why I knew the word dildo when I was just a young fellow, and finally, how culture is basically just character and cooperation. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Are you hungry? Are you horny? Why not satisfy both at the same time in the same place? That's right. Broth and brothel. Eat soup, fuck bitches. Mix and match your favorite type of women with your favorite types of soups. Everything from clam chowder and gazpacho to any ethnicity or personality type imaginable. And if we don't have it, you can just tell us about it and we'll try to convince one of these girls who's probably trying to be an actor to just pretend to be that way. That's what most women do anyway. Speaking of, like, broad generalizations of large groups of people, what the fuck is happening with the trans movement? At least what I've been seeing of it. It's inciting a lot more ignorance and anger in me as an individual, and I imagine it's even worse in people that are less level-headed and less open-minded than I try to be. But I've known people that either were trans or wanted to make a transition, and they were good people. I had no issue with them as people or that decision. I can't say that it makes full sense to me. I understand not feeling like the body that you're in. I understand that in a lot of ways, actually. Like, lately, I feel as though I identify more as a shovel. Because, apparently, I really like digging holes for myself and others, literally and metaphorically. But the mindset of feeling the need to change that because you don't identify with it is... something I don't fully understand, I admit that, but I would have supported trans people still despite not understanding that, because sometimes that's what support entails, is you're not necessarily going to be able to go through what they're going through. You're not going to be able to have that full empathy or that full understanding, but you still support them. It's kind of like the faith thing, what I've said about faith. And we need to get better about doing that stuff, because essentially culture is just cooperation and character. What happens when people of character find their character collectively by cooperating, which is what you have to do to live with other people. But the trans movement, and what I've seen of it personally, is just so fuck you. It's not like, hey, this is how we feel about things, and we just want to be free to be able to feel and be this way without getting harassed and hated for it. It's just like, fuck you. We want support, but if you don't support us, fuck you. That's how they're basically going about it to me. And that's coming from somebody that actually believes in saying fuck you to people that he doesn't know. It's just such an instant trigger, hateful kind of thing that's doing a lot more harm to the movement than it is good. And as I've said... 
I don't have any problem with individuals. There are good trans people out there. I've met them. I've known and liked people that were trans to the point of calling them friends. But I fucking hate the movement. Because, as most movements, it doesn't accurately represent all of the individuals. And that's the problem with all this giant, opinionated, entitled voice thing that we keep doing. For the most part, what I've seen of the movement, the trans movement, that's how it's coming across. And that's the exact opposite of what a movement is intended to do. Free hate. Free hate. Shit, that's got to be on the menu too. Alright, so the motion of mind thing. It's what I was talking about earlier. This cognitive ability where you give a directionality to thinking and kind of interweaving energy and ideas on like an interdimensional sort of thing. It's something that I just started doing, I guess. I don't know if I always had it or if it came later in life, but I became aware of it listening to Square Pusher. There's something about Square Pusher that really changes and disrupts it and makes it behave in a really odd way for me. And that's what made me aware of it, that I even had it in the first place, because it was just like my brain was like spazzing out when I listened to that music, which was good, which I liked. I didn't know that that could happen, and I like being mentally stimulated, if not even like agitated and disturbed like that in a good way, in a way that creates such an impact that you're just like, what the fuck? I need to understand what's happening here. So until that point, what happened for me when I thought was first and most commonly, there was like a... 4D world, which is like a video game where you can just kind of navigate through in whatever direction you want to, engage things however you want to, open environment kind of thing. And that's how, for the most part, I thought I was in my brain. And sometimes it was visual, sometimes it was words, sometimes both happening at the same time, sometimes at different speeds, walking, running, if you will, whatever. I was just kind of in a world that I was free to navigate in whatever direction, whatever speed, and for the most part with whatever I wanted to. The other part of it was more like a snowball rolling downhill and having somewhat of a steady momentum, but picking up momentum as it picks up matter, as it picks up more snow which increases its ability to roll over other stuff. And as it starts going faster, it's picking up more matter and more snow, which is helping it to go even faster. So this is the type of thinking I do typically if I'm thinking artistically or if I'm listening to music or something that I feel requires or is enhanced by giving a directionality to my thinking. I tried to explain this to one of my philosophy teachers to see if he'd ever heard of anything similar to it. And he was just like, I don't know. I think like Plato had this thing about like a lantern shining, how if we're trying to learn about virtue, most people are only able to just like kind of put like a spotlight on what's in front of them, essentially. Which, yeah, it's similar, but not quite. 
what I had in mind. And but I would like to either develop it on my own or talk to somebody about it if they have something similar. Then there's the bacteria gods. If you don't know about this, our cells, which is what we're made of, are made of different parts, which at one point were basically just other bacteria with different functions existing on their own. And at some point, one bacteria decided to live inside another bacteria, and it started doing the thing that it did inside of that bacteria. And it created a symbiotic relationship, which was beneficial to both. That's what a symbiotic relationship is. I think it would be cool if people figured out how to have those again. And then that was a thing. Then this particular organism ended up having this part as part of it. And it just kind of grew with time and evolution and... When you get more into it, there's like different things that are described, like osmosis, for example. Most people have probably heard the word. And basically, the way that osmosis works is it's the transfer of water. So let's say you have a room that's really full of people, and there's a room next door that has less people in it. Most people are just going to kind of transfer into that room next door. And when I learned about this in biology, that was the example that was used, and that made me think of how human behavior, a lot of it, is essentially just like that. It's just basically the same as like cell behavior, because people do that, and that's the way that cells behave. And if you start thinking about all the different functions of cells, there's a lot of other behavior that could be applied to certain social interaction and mindsets like introverts cooking I mean most people have sense enough to love eating but cooking is I think one of the greatest things man has ever done not only did it help us evolve and become what we are but it's just one of the better things you can do. It's one of the only things that I know of where you're actually using all five of your senses at the same time for one purpose. Friend job, I have no idea what the fuck I meant with that. I texted myself that one night, and the next day when I saw it, I was as confused as I have been in trying to remember what I could have possibly meant by that. So I either need to take better shorthand or think stuff out more before I write it and dismiss it. Whatever the case, I thought it was funny. The Googleable generation was Google-able? just something that I liked the way that it sounded, Google-able. but the more I thought about it, the, the more Google-able. it was fun to say. Googleable. 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 Google generation. Google generation. So when I got cigars, I always end up with more matches, and I love wood matches. There's something very appealing about 
a wood match, just every part of the little box and the way that it's shaped, the way that it's got the folded paper edges, the way that it smells before and after you light it and after it's burnt and the striking of a match, of course, is probably the best part of the whole experience. So I've got a bunch of leftover matches from the first and second time I had cigars. And I've been using them in the bathroom to light the candle that I have when I poop because I actually don't like the smell of my shit. Surprise. And what I've been doing with the burnt matches is just keeping them in one of the other boxes. So I've got this box of burnt matches. And me being me, I have to make a small thing like that a big thing. And I was thinking about it, and initially it was just something I enjoyed aesthetically. I liked the way that it looked. And then I started thinking about the phrasing of that, a box of burnt matches. And I liked the phrasing, and I liked how that paired with the ideas that started developing. The more that I thought about it, it started gaining a momentum, a directionality, like the motion of mind. And I started thinking about all the different parts of my life that that could relate to. How when I was younger, at various stages in my life, I was a little pyro, and I loved starting little fires and watching stuff burn. And older as I got cooking, that was one of the big reasons I liked cooking, was because I got to have fire. I got to use fire in such a powerful way. That was a big reason I liked smoking, was because I got to have fire, and I got to use fire, and I got to breathe fire. That's fucking awesome. But then I was also thinking about how fitting a matches for so much of the things that I've done with my life. How instantly and explosively it catches with a little bit of effort. And how much brighter it burns with that initial spark. And how quickly it kind of diminishes and how it can just go out instantly if it doesn't have something to be applied to, if it's not lighting something, or if there's a gust of wind or something. Or if you do let it burn, it will burn slowly if you angle the match a certain way, or it'll burn bigger if you angle the match in a way that it's able to burn its own wood, and how it'll head for your fingers if you do that, both because it's hotter and because the angle points the heat of the flame toward your fingers that are holding it. I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff I've thought about it, and still plenty more that I could think about it. And yeah, that's what I do, is I just sit around and overthink every little detail of my life to see what I can learn from it. That's how I learned about empathy. Initially, it was just like my mom trying to get me to imagine what other people went through. And then once I started making it my own, I would do weird stuff. Like, I would try and imagine the perspective of a sandwich that I was eating. So I was both me and the sandwich in this experience, and what it would be like to be consumed piece by piece slowly, and seeing the consumer doing it, biting into you, and chewing, and all this stuff, and... 
I don't know if that's a normal thing to think or a good way to teach people about empathy or compassion, but I think that's how I learned. That's what I've told myself when I've thought about it at this point. Life is too short. Yeah, it's about to be when I hear people say that. And I'm so fucking sick of hearing people say that. You're going to die if I hear that. Because it's not too short. For the most part, it's way too fucking long. Everything takes so fucking long, and we've got to live so fucking long now. There's just so much shit we got to wade through to get to those little instances that make life life worth living. What people are talking about when they say it's too short is the amount of time that we get to really enjoy those and experience those. Because that literally is everything that we live for, and it is very short often. It's often just little instances, seconds. If you're lucky, it's minutes, maybe somehow more, but I feel like anything more than minutes is just the sentimentality we attach to it, how we build it up, how it is enough for us to talk about and just kind of savor and sip on for a while after to get us through those longer parts of life that we know that are coming, but life is definitely way too long. And we've gotten to a point where we're living a lot longer than I think we should. Because people start rotting from the inside out, and most people that make it to old age are fucking such messes mentally and physically that it really should not be happening. It's really awful to see, and even worse to have to interact with people that make it to that age. So... If you're someone that I care about, I really hope that you don't live a long time. And I mean that in the best possible way. Shit, I had a really weird dream experience this morning. Fuck, a dream? This, this was after I had woken He's up. He's going to tell us about a pee, fucking dream? Was sometime before. Oh, I hate six, when people talk to me about their dreams. And I usually think what I is get even up around what? like three or four Why? to pee. This isn't even necessary backstory, back is it? So it was sometime in between that and like wow, really? around time. Eight or so when I was yeah, tell us about the time before you tell us about the exciting dream. I had this dream. Where oh wow, here it is. Here's the dream. School yet again. Whoa. I've had so many school dreams. It's weird. And every time I do, the schools that I dream of always have parts of what I actually had in the schools that I went to, but they're always so much bigger. There's always just an unnecessary amount of space and rooms that I'm going into and through and observing. And there's always way more people. Like Realistically, the amount of people that were at my schools was too much for what I would have wanted. But in the dream, it's like even more. It's at least double, if not triple that. Fuck, I wish he's talking about beans again. And so I'm at school, and it's like college, beans! and I had three classes. I don't even remember what all of the classes were. I don't remember all the people. The biggest, weirdest part of it was... Beans! There's this image I have in my brain. 
And at this point, I can't even remember where I saw this image. But it's one of those paintings, I think, or maybe it was a picture. And it's got the color scheme of the red, blue, and purple with a little bit of like orange and yellow, which isn't my favorite. I don't like the way that the orange and purple go together particularly. So I've never been wild about that color scheme. And that's probably one of the reasons I sat and looked at it so much and just tried to make it better. But it's also an uninteresting image. It was like towels or blankets or something draped in like a J shape, which it's like a classic fabric study kind of image but it's just not interesting like done well it's still not interesting as an artist to look at someone's technique with painting fabric in that arrangement i just don't like it i don't understand why anyone would have that kind of image also another reason i probably looked at it as much as i did along with the shitty color scheme but whatever the case there's this image in my head that I have of whatever this was, picture or painting, in that color scheme, the reds, the blues, the purples, the orange and yellows a little bit, and some type of material in a J shape. So, and I dreamed of this, but when I dreamed of it, it, would, it was moving. And that's something I don't think I've ever experienced because it was very surreal and it was like a, a different kind of thing that I think I've ever done like maybe I imagine stuff like that when I view something but I don't think I've ever dreamed something that I only ever saw an image of before so I woke up feeling very surreal maybe special because of this outside of that it was just kind of a Nothing weak, just a lot of sitting around and not really doing much mentally even. Just, I guess, depression. I had a lot of, like, dry sobs, kind of just at really random points. And that's about all that really happened, I think, this week. So it would have been a lot more fun if people had engaged and been a part of submitting whatever, even just like one line or like one word ideas of things that I could have bounced around for this special Sunday, 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 10, 10, 10 episode. But I mean, as per usual, I came through for myself and those of you that get a kick out of this that enjoy the auditory invasion in your ear holes. <sighs> yeah, I definitely need a break. So don't expect me or an episode next week. Next Sunday, I'm going to be off. And maybe a second one. We'll see. I mean, I don't really have too much going on in my personal life outside of this. So... I'm going to try to relax, but I've just been fucking tense. So hopefully in a week or two, I can figure out how to do that for a change. And just feel better about things, getting all this shit out of my brain. Not having anything, getting to start a new direction, a new momentum with better process, better technique. And maybe, just maybe... 
repeatedly bitching about not having interaction will inspire even just one person to give me some shit to hate on. A funny thing happens when you have to listen to somebody who just, like, shits on stuff all the time that's just hating and bitching all the time. You either get in their mindset and you start doing it too, and you get to a point where you're just like, God, I, uh, it's like everything is just hateful, complaining, whiny, bitchy, whatever, and you get sick of it and decide to change it. Or you feel that way in the first place. You're just like, man, this person is really negative. I should not be that way. Whatever the case, that's like one of the silver linings I've found to having to deal with me being this way and other people that I encounter that might be less than positive. Is that enough bean spilling? Is that enough bean juice all over the place? Have you had enough beans? Because I did once at this cabin in Utah. And even though we're not going to talk about my dildos, and even though that's the worst possible way I could have phrased that, and not talking about it makes it seem like it's a lot worse, probably like the Tinder thing, than it actually is, that's also what makes it fun, is letting your mind travel to whatever lengths it wants to. That's the whole point of any of this. At least for me, I like unlimited mind exploration. Don't think outside the box. Don't confine your thinking to any area or limitation at all. Think outside the box is still a limited way of thinking. You're still thinking outside the box, which so many people have been told to think there that that's really not even remotely creative and it's still limiting. Just let your brain do what your brain gonna do. You can always reel back in. Most of us, well, maybe some of us lose it a little bit, but I think that pretty much covers everything that I felt was pressing on me or that I wanted to touch on again. And there may be more in the future, but I'm happy, I'm satisfied, and I think I'll at least rest easy on my week or two off after this. And if you wanted to hear something, that opportunity is forever gone. You had the chance, you didn't take it, you're not going to get it again. No, I mean, you can still say something. You got something to say? Say something! Go for it. And I'll listen. Or I'll say something about it myself. It's how communication works, you know? People back and forth expressing ideas. But seriously, I hope you guys are doing well, and you continue to, and you have all the beans in your life that you want to, and maybe you learn to use, like, the motion of your mind, and say some thanks to the bacteria gods as you cook some beans, I would imagine. Get yourself a friend job, or a job friend, friendly job, I still no idea what that could possibly be. In this Googleable generation, generation? Huh. Ah, I guess that's fitting. You're welcome to have that trans movement. Yeah, I've done more for you than you've done for me, but that's okay. It's not about equality in a symbiotic relationship. That's all the burning I'm going to do this week. Burning myself, my ideas, other people, their ideas and movements and... 
your ear holes. Although, they may burn in the next week or two, because I'm going to be thinking about you.